You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. I've used that sport dog collar in different temperatures. It just doesn't stop working. Get 20% off your first purchase using code MEATEATER. So go to www.sportdog.com slash MEATEATER to learn more. If you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Giannis Patelis, Alyssa Smith, Corey Calkins, Garrett Long, Hayden Samick, Seth Morris, and Carl Hansen. Now, Carl, this is your first time on the show, so tell folks what you do here at Meat Eater. Already got some applause in the room. Yeah, like one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I am the gear and media coordinator What's Which that is mean? about as exciting as it sounds. I'm basically the stay-at-home dad for our camera equipment. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I take boring. care of it. I fix it when it breaks, which is all the freaking time. Yeah. And then send it back out on the road. And when something goes missing, is that are you the one which who also, finds it or are you the one who lost it? No, I'm the one who accuses people of like, taking it like yeah. I did with Hayden yes. just yesterday. Well, like in front Very of like 80 publicly. people. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Be a slack. Come on. In front of 80 people. That's a stretch. Who's a prime suspect? You make it sound like I gathered everyone up outside with pitchforks and torches. And like, like Steve hey, with his fish. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, did we ever solve that? I still think it was Seth. He was the um, last one. I want to say Carl has a job that no one kind of sees what's going on. Mm. Um, and no one appreciates what he does because no one sees it. But it's like... It sounds like the perfect opportunity to steal stuff. As, as, a, Especially fish. as a camera guy uh-huh. that breaks camera gear, um, <laughs> Carl's a saint. Very kind of oh, you, Seth. Jeez, oh, Louise. Oh, great. You should now, let me win, too. I'm Carl, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we're looking at performance in the cooking category. Our top three performers are Steve Ranella, who gets 65% of cooking questions right, Giannis Patelis, who gets 64%, and Brody Henderson, who gets 61%. 
How you feel about that, Yanni? Ah, it puts a smile on my face. One percentage point away from being at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but la- I know because you care about details like this, but the mm-hmm. last name is Poutelis. Do I mess that up every time? No, it's just kind of a short, it's almost E sounding. And like, if you really want to nail it, you have to make sure that it's a long U the sound. U. And am I saying like Poutelis? Yeah. Okay. Poutelis. Yeah. Like poop. Poop tell us. Uh, exactly. That That's what he... they used to say in fourth grade. Is it really what they used to say? <laughs> it is exactly what they used to say. Tread lightly, okay. Spencer. I'll be careful. Hey, uh, Carl, how many uh, out of 10 questions, how many are you going to get right today? Oh, I'd be happy with a strong tube. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bar is low. Yeah. Uh, That's my. Yeah, I mean, if you're well. doing, if you're firing at sixty-four percent on cooking questions, like, ooh, yeah, I don't know if I can get sixty-four <laughs> percent. So, we'll now, see. Back to the cooking category. Our bottom three performers when it comes to cooking <laughs> are Clay Newcomb, who gets thirty percent, Mark Kenyon, who gets twenty-five percent, and Rick Hutton who has yet to get a cooking <laughs> question right. It's amazing. Rick has put up one of the most interesting performances in Meat Eater Trivia that I've seen. When it comes to cooking and fishing, I think cooking, he's batting 0%. Fishing is like 15%. But then hunting and conservation is 70%. Mm, if if wow. Meat Eater ever eliminated half of its verticals, uh, Rick would run the whole show instead of Steve because he knows so dang much about hunting and conservation. Wow, full on dom- I, yeah, domination. I think, that's, I think uh, like, I know Rick pretty well, and uh-huh. I, I feel like that's very accurate. That's reflective, <laughs> not much of an angler or a cook? Yes. But knows everything there is to know about uh, conservation. Conservation, right hunting, rifles. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever caught him just, like, eating dry pasta, just, like, chomping it down? <laughs> just like, no. all right, yeah, that checks out. Not that I can remember. Okay, so that's good. Now we have some housekeeping to get to. In a previous game of trivia, we talked about the legendary bow whoop shotgun. The gun got its name from the distinct noise it made when fired. Brody asked why it sounded different than any other waterfowling shotgun, and we finally got our answer. Rick Henley from Rock Island Auction wrote in to say that the Bow Whoop was an HE Super Fox shotgun. It was one of the first shotguns in the world to use three-inch magnum shells during a time when two and three-quarter inch shells were the norm. Nash Buckingham, who owned the Bow Whoop, was one of the first people to test these new overboard barrels and bigger shells. So essentially, the Bow Whoop's distinct noise came from the fact that it was using longer shells than every other duck gun in America. The Bow Whoop is currently owned by Ducks Unlimited. They took it hunting in 2016 and got some of the only footage ever of the Bow Whoop being fired. Play the clip, Phil. <laughs> Now, that might not have sounded as impressive as you hoped, but in the 1930s, that gun was audibly one of a kind. Rick said it's the equivalent of when you're duck hunting today, and you can tell who on the lake is shooting three and a half inch shells versus three inch shells. Does that answer your your question, Yanni, about how the bow whoop sounded? Was that my question? No, it was Brody's question, mm. but I could tell you were wondering it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that does bring back fond memories. I like the same thing in Wisconsin, like on opening day of rifle season, when you're just listening to all the distant rifle shots, and mm-hmm. you're always get, you're like, oh, that was probably like a, you know, little six five, you know, and then all of a sudden somewhere a cannon goes off, yeah. and you're like, what is that guy doing <laughs> shooting deer with that thing? <laughs> Same thing, like uh, like Rick said, three and a half inch shells versus three inch shells in 2022. That's why the bow whoop sounded so special 
in the 1930s. Now, the Shelby Index for today's game of trivia is a 3.5, so oh, our winner geez. should get about seven correct answers. So did you give her a half point, or did she give herself a half point? You know, she usually re- rewards herself half points, mm-hmm. and I have to do so much arguing with our trivia players in the room that I just don't bother to argue with her. Very smart. Mm-hmm. So Very if she rewards herself a half point, she gets a half point. Now, the Shelby Index, last time I played, did not hold true, because I believe that uh, I only had one more than she did to yeah, win the game. That was the most off it's been. Three and a half today feels right. I think somebody in this room has seven correct answers in them. Mm. With that, we're no, on to the game of trivia. <laughs> Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Question one, the topic is haunting, and as always, this will be multiple choice. What Canadian pop star was the target of a 2015 Change.org petition that demanded she stop hunting? Was it Lady Gaga, <laughs> Avril Lavigne, Miley Cyrus, or Taylor Swift? What Canadian pop star was the target of a 2015 Change.org petition that demanded she stop hunting? Your four choices are Lady Gaga, Avril Lavigne, Miley Cyrus, or Taylor Swift. Anybody know this? I think I do. I didn't know they were Canadian. Carl, you're a you're a pop music fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm saying you are. Okay. Are all the artists that you mentioned are they all Canadian? I'm not going to give any details. Mm. The mm. question is, what Canadian pop star was the target of a 2015 Change.org petition that demanded she stop haunting? Does everybody have an answer? Would are that th- would that help you, Yanni, if I said yes or no? Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. It would eliminate. Give me the choices one more time. Your choices are Lady Gaga, Avril Lavigne, Miley Cyrus, and Taylor Swift. Seth, you listen to pop that music, right? Oh, I, I could, I could drop <laughs> some I hints for you, Seth. Does everybody have Hayden an answer? But Spencer not. gets really mad when I do that. So angry. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying Avril, Garrett saying T Swift. I think she's the only Canadian. Corey saying Avril Lavigne, Alyssa saying Avril Lavigne, Seth saying Lady Gaga, Yana saying Avril Lavigne, and Carl saying Taylor Seth, Swift. That's not all I said. Lady Gaga famously wore a meat dress. To the protest. correct answer. Is Avril oh, Lavigne. And oh. yes, Yanni, she is the only Canadian from your choices. Respect, Phil. I don't know who that is. I don't either. You don't know? How old are you? You're like prime age to know Avril Lavigne. Wow. She sings that complicated. Why you have to go make things so I know who Garth Brooks is. Boy. George <laughs> Strait. I said that was a good karaoke I told you they're all trick questions. You should have it's put down day. Garth Brooks. Avril Lavigne <laughs> grew up hunting with her <laughs> dad and brother and has listed it as one of her favorite pastimes. The Change.org petition that demanded she stop hunting garnered just over 1,000 signatures. <laughs> the last person to sign it was Jamie Tanner, who said his reason for supporting the petition is because, quote, she's a stupid, ugly whore. Wow. 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 Okay. Poor there you go. Wow. Jamie Maybe Tanner. that's why I don't know her. <laughs> we should get her on the podcast. Fuck Putin and fuck Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, as Hayden pointed out, uh, Lady Gaga is a big fan of PETA and once wore the meat dress too. I don't know what that was, the Oscars or I think VMA that was the first time I became aware of that person. And Miley think, Cyrus is also right. quite anti-hunting. Uh, right. Taylor Swift, yeah. I don't know about her background. 
Avril Lavigne is the correct answer. Question two. <laughs> the topic is fishing. This is our WorkSharp listener question of the week, which was won by Josh Eastwood. For sending this great question, Josh is going to get a WorkSharp care package that includes three of our favorite knife sharpeners. If you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at themeateater.com. Six states combined to form the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Name three of those states. Six states combined to form the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Name three of those states. Phil, what have you gotten that last question right? Yeah, because I knew she was the only Canadian. Oh, good on you. Do you know, like, specifically where the other three artists hail from? Uh, no. I mean, Taylor Swift uh, claimed she lives in Tennessee, but she's from Pennsylvania. Miley Cyrus is Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, Lady Gaga yeah, is New, New York. York. Yeah. Good on you. Man, I had to I Google those this. things. You just know them organically. It's sad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Question two again is six states combined to form the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Name three of those states. I hate East Coast geography. I, I like it because it kind of plays into... Wait, three or two? Three of the six states. Carl, only write down three. If you write down four, you get it wrong. Why? Three of the states. <laughs> Circle three. I'm just warning four. I'm kind of going back and forth between two. Hayden, of all people, you should... <laughs> if you write four, you get Come it wrong. Come on, aren't you from that part of the country? <laughs> well, no, I just got to make... Yeah. I mean, there's six states... That you can choose from. Yeah, no, I mean, I know, but there, there's one that's hanging me up for a reason that'll. Is everybody ready? Oh, I'm excited sure. about this. Alyssa, go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying Maryland, Virginia, and DC. Garrett saying New York, Maryland, Pennsylvania. Corey saying Maryland, Delaware, Rhode Island. Alyssa saying Maine, Massachusetts, Virginia. Seth saying Pennsylvania. Maryland and Delaware. Giannis saying North Carolina, Virginia, and Maryland. Carl saying Massachusetts, Maryland, and Rhode Island. These six states are New York, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, and Virginia. Oh. Hayden, you do not get it. D.C. is not a state. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that was my hangout. Sorry, I didn't mean to lie. I don't understand what would be your <laughs> hangout. Yeah, if you would have wrote down like Alberta or Puerto <laughs> Rico, that would not be right. Well, I thought it was... I got it. I got you. Was Rhode Island. See, like, that, that was my problem. <laughs> Seth got it. <laughs> Although the Chesapeake Bay is only bordered by Maryland and Virginia, it also catches water from four other states. More than 150 streams and rivers drain into the estuary, including the James and Potomac Rivers. I took Delaware off for D.C., I'm a genius. Does Phil put in like talk show and lasers and stuff when he's going to dig? Sometimes. Give up your answers. I think that Avril question is going to carry me through radio. a little bit. Question three the topic is cooking. Okay. What Midwestern city is famous for their skyline chili? What Midwestern city is famous for their skyline chili? What is skyline chili? Yeah. It's a secret. We'll find out in the follow-up factoid. It appears as though Yanni and Seth both know this. Do you boys, in fact, know this with certainty? Nope. I have one answer that came in my head, and that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Giannis? Uh, certainty is a strong word, but I I'm close to certain. What Midwestern city is famous 
for their Skyline Chili. What was your it's percentage? very plain, this chili. Hmm. What was it's your like percentage on, uh, meat. on cooking, Yanni? 60-something. 60 64%, one so percentage point behind. Steve was 65%. You have a 64% chance that you're going to get But this. you're saying the Skyline Logical Chili. Ah. Hmm? Now, Hayden, Skyline here we're looking for a no, city. It's great. Uh, if you were to write it. down it's a stop state, it. Simple. it would not be right. Does stop everybody it. have and an he, answer? He gives you a major hint that it's in the Midwest. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to throw the sport at you. <laughs> <laughs> question. Everybody have an answer. Texas. Go Both ahead and reveal correct. your answers. We have Hayden saying Cincinnati. Garrett saying Chicago. Corey saying Cincinnati. Alyssa saying St. Louis. This is making me feel good. Seth saying Chicago. Giannis saying Cincinnati. And Carl saying Chicago. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Cincinnati. Hell yeah. Skyline chili is unique in that it's usually seasoned with some combination of chocolate, cinnamon, or nutmeg, and often served over spaghetti noodles. If you want to learn how to make this regional dish, then go to TheMeatEater.com and check out Justin Townsend's recipe for venison skyline chili. Yanni, didn't you just say it was like it's two a, ingredients? Yeah, Yanni, you're, I, 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 you're quite wrong there. Uh, the Skyline Chili is very different. It usually has like raw onions on top, I just a whole said it bunch was of cheese. Simple. And then he said there's chocolate in it. Simple. And you're you're naming uh, <laughs> toppings. That's as complex. Well, no, mm. but the chocolate and cinnamon and nutmeg and allspice, those, those, okay. all those are unique chili ingredients. Uh, true, but if you just look at a bowl of Skyline chili, sure. you'd be like, it looks like there's just meat in that chili sauce. Yeah, you'd be like, where's the beans at? There's no corn in there, any of that weird stuff. Yeah, uh, like it's great on top of a hot dog. Have you had it? Oh, mm. man, people are going to Have you pissed. had it, Yanni? <laughs> yeah. Yanni, do you like it? Yeah, love it. You should uh, follow Justin's recipe on our website. Question four. The topic is biology. This next great question comes to us via Andrew Jones. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. In 2011, a mountain lion was struck by a vehicle in Connecticut after traveling 1,500 miles from what state? In 2011... A mountain lion was struck by a vehicle in Connecticut after traveling 1,500 miles from what state? D.C. Dude, I'm going to slap you. Chocolate chili. <laughs> Seems as though nobody hot dog. knows this one. Yanni had the quickest answer. Yanni, you feel okay about it? Mm, nah, it's out in the dark. Looking for the state that this mountain lion came from. Carl, do you know about how far 1,500 miles is? Can no, that, not a clue. Uh, not, I, not a clue. I, the road I grew up on, it was 24 miles from the nearest neighbor. So you know 24 so, miles real well. So I measure everything <laughs> in that amount. Okay. Yeah, 24 miles. That's my... Does everybody have an answer about what state this mountain lion came from before being killed in Connecticut? Yeah, 1,500 miles is a lot of sawbill trails. Second thoughts. Does everybody have an answer? It's a struggle around here being the only two Montanans that work at the company. I know. <laughs> How many generations uh, do the, the longs go back here, Garrett? Long ways. Uh, oh, <laughs> I want to say it's five. Five. How about you, Corey? Uh, I was the first. Folks came from California. Oh, Garrett wins. Mm. That's a hot topic. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying Iowa, Garrett saying Minnesota, Corey saying Michigan, Alyssa saying South Carolina, mm-hmm. Seth saying North Dakota, Giannis saying South Dakota, and Carl saying Minnesota. A diverse group of answers, and we have a correct answer in the room. It's South Dakota. Oh, I was going to put it. Wow. It's, 
Damn it. DNA tests show this cougar originated from the, the Black Hills of South Dakota, making it the longest dispersal ever documented for the species. Although it was 1,500 miles away, the crow flies, biologists suspected throughout, was actually more like 1,800 miles based on fecal and hair samples gathered in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and New York. It's estimated the cougar had been wandering for two years before dying 70 miles from New York City. Okay, so it came from South Dakota, but I, asked, I bet if you asked it, it would say Minnesota was <laughs> well, home. It didn't okay. like take a direct flight to Connecticut or anything. I, I and you said they collected samples from Minnesota. You said Minnesota first, Minnesota. so he probably called Minnesota home. So I should get a half point. I for like that, it. I'm Question five: The topic is hunting. Two national parks enlisted hunters to harvest non-native mountain goats in 2020. Name one of those national parks. A lot of very quick answers in the room from everybody except for Alyssa and Carl. Two national parks enlisted hunters to harvest non-native mountain goats in 2020. Name one of those national parks. Yanni, you know this? I know the name of the mountains, but I don't know if that's mm. the name of the park. Okay. Be careful, Yanni. Garrett, you know this? I think think so. Did you volunteer for this hunt? No. No. Did anybody in this room volunteer for these hunts? I think we applied yeah, one time. I applied. Yeah, I applied. Didn't get picked. Didn't we have to apply as a group? Yes. I remember that. That's correct. A couple folks that work for Meat Eater got picked. Who did? And First Light. Uh, Rick, Ford. We, we better quit with the hints. I didn't know that. That's... I forget who else. Does everybody have an answer? Looking for one of the two national parks. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying Cascade, Garrett saying Teton, Corey saying Teton, Alyssa saying Glacier, Seth saying Grand Teton, Giannis saying Teton, and Carl saying Yellowstone. (laughs) The two national parks were Olympic National Park and the Grand Teton National Park. So a few folks got it. Are you going to give us Teton? I'm the only one to say Grand Teton, Spencer. Ooh, yeah, that's down. a tough one, Spencer. <laughs> what do you think, Phil? I'd give it to him. I'd give it to him. That's right. Damn you, Phil. The call-in <laughs> program in the Grand Tetons used 108 volunteer hunters to kill 43 goats. The calling program in Olympic National Park used 99 volunteer hunters to kill 31 goats. The park service in the Grand Tetons made hunters leave the head, horns, and cape at the kill site, but they did allow the meat to be harvested. Seth, do you know if any of those fellas picked from First Light or Meat Eater? Did they, like, go on the hunt? Did they get one? They went on the hunt. I don't think they... I don't think they even saw any. Mm. Yeah. I know a uh, gal that went. I believe it was uh, Jess Johnson, which some of you know oh, here. Mm, she and, get one? Mm, I don't believe so, but I think she's been a couple years now, And but the my takeaway from her retelling the story of being there was that it was very unethical hunting like you oh. go you go to the little pre pre meeting before the hunt uh-huh. and they're like look if there are three animals lined up in a row <laughs> take one shot that hopefully goes through all three of them yeah like the the goal there is to kill as much as possible it's not ethical hunting and so that was like a real it was like a s- contrast for her that was like kind of hard to get it wrap her head around it going into the hunt was like Okay, we don't care what happens other than the animal dies. Yeah, they mm. want you like shooting kids and everything. Mm-hmm. They, they, kid uh, goats, clarification. You, yeah, kid goats, <laughs> not kid park dwellers. Um, 
<laughs> if you like, if you if they didn't get him, a helicopter, a guy with a yes. gun and a helicopter was going to get him. I so. wonder what the justification of leaving the cape and horns. Like. I think it's so you're not like, uh, so you are just like killing to kill, and you're not yeah, like, well, I'm going to hold out them. for a big yeah. old billy. Yeah. That's exactly it. I think a lot Clearly of folks... they've never met me. Me included, <laughs> when they applied for this, were like, oh yeah, it's going to be 100% success. So it's surprising to hear there was only like 30 to 40% success rates. Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. In last place, we have Carl Hansen. <laughs> Zero points. Alyssa has one point. Coming up next are Seth, Hayden, and Garrett with two points apiece. Corey has three. And in first place, Giannis Patelis. Ah. Four points. Woo! Nice. Tight game. Can we get some camera questions or something in there? What's some codec <laughs> yeah, where, questions? Where's the bone that you that's, usually throw the new guest? That's a pillar of meat <laughs> eater or whatever. If you work for meat eater, you don't get one. Um, Your bone is the 10 questions about the things that we cover. Uh-huh. Hey, man. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if you've learned anything it's that there is always a catch so when i heard that for a limited time all mint mobile wireless plans are 15 dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan i thought well what's the catch but it turns out there isn't one mint mobile secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash Meat Eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, everybody. I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who, over recent months, I've become friends with. And my God, have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it, it is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened you can work on these knives if you don't want to work on them you send it to them and they'll work on it they'll get it sharp phenomenal hunting knives if you want to see them in action we just did uh me and uh john hayes the taxidermist just did a video about how to properly skin a black bear um watch that video and in that video you'll see montana knife company knives in action MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. Use code MEATEATER and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company, working knives for working people, 10% off with the code MEATEATER. That's a good deal. 
Being prepared is all about having the right tools. The OnX off-road map and navigation app is the best to find off-road trails and off-grid camping and to use fully functional GPS when you're out of service. And as we all know, that being out of service is usually where the best places start. Plus, there's color-coded public and private land boundaries, which are super handy for finding off-grid camping. And I said it before, but I want to make sure it sticks. Offline maps. What this means is it allows you to access all interactive land and trail data and custom map markups when you're out of service. Just download the map ahead of time. Your phone's internal GPS gives you full navigation capabilities offline, so you'll always know where you are and how to get home safely. I've been using OnX for many years. I use it, I'm not joking, on a daily basis. There is zero hunting I do without OnX. Go to onxmaps.com and use code MEATEATER to get 20% off your membership today. Question six, the topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via Nick Watkins. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at meateater.com. This French word refers to meat that's been cooked and preserved in its own fat. This French word refers to meat that's been cooked and preserved in its own fat. Very quick answer from Hayden and Seth. Spelling is going to be that's wrong, a I believe. I, 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 yeah. think that my that's cooking, I think that my cooking success is higher than you... <laughs> Hayden, you I have intro. all the stats. Uh, it is not higher than those three folks. But is it close? I'll get an answer while we're looking. Uh, you distract the rest of the room and, and do some filler for me here. <laughs> he really needs it to be close, Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> tell, well, him, I, tell him he's a good cook. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter informed me that I have a, a high war score. I didn't know what that meant, though. Wins I above no replacement. Idea. It is Meteor Trivia's only advanced stat. You hear that, Seth? I got a good advanced stat. Wins yeah, above you replacement? Wins above replacement. Much. I just hope Yanni I play, gets it I play a I'm, decent amount. Yanni, go listen to the Mets episode. I might even win one in the And future. you'll learn all Maybe. about it. Okay. Spencer, would you please repeat you're, the question? You're high up on there too, Giannis. Spencer, will you repeat the question in French, please? The question is, <laughs> these, this French word refers to meat that's been cooked and preserved in its own fat. Does that help you? Uh, hey, no cheating, Hayden. <laughs> I, I want the record to show I caught Hayden looking at my board. Ooh, well, I, Hayden. I, I already the know. man who thinks that he has the best <laughs> yeah. cooking score. <laughs> I, Hayden, I, I, I have the stats in front of me. You are batting 43% in the cooking category. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. 43%. It's to get a little higher. He was hoping to get 50 does everybody have an answer? <laughs> Gotta be careful, Hayden. I mean, I wrote something down, down those Kenyan ranges, and we don't want, we don't want that. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying confit. Garrett saying, what does that say, Garrett? Oh, that's FN Jule. It's the old French term for confit. Okay. Uh, Corey saying, <laughs> what does that say, Corey? I just, just made up a word. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> Alyssa without an answer. Seth saying 
Confi. It's confi. Yeah. Uh, Yana saying confi. And uh, Carl saying baguette. What's the <laughs> That's not made up. <laughs> he just thought of a French word. Good on you. The correct answer is confi. Juvenil. <laughs> this is a fantastic way to use meat from ducks and geese. To learn the process, go to TheMeatEater.com and read Wade's recipe for duck confi, Steve's recipe for goose confi, or Danielle's recipe for gizzard confi. I did some turkey legs in confit. How'd that turn out? Sous vide style. Mm-hmm. Where you, to, you can use a lot less oil. Sous vide confit? See. Oui, oui. <laughs> we, we that would be we. <laughs> I feel like you putting Giannis in here with all of us is just padding his numbers. You think so? <laughs> it's like a pretty... <laughs> Pretty weak representation. Yeah, you gotta have separate stats for when <laughs> yeah. Steve and Brody aren't here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Question seven the topic is conservation. This three word movement, which encourages people to be mindful of their impact on nature, became a conservation organization in 1994. This three word movement, which encourages people to be mindful of their impact on nature, became a conservation organization. In 1994. Quick answers from Carl and Hayden. Carl, is this going to get you on the board? This might be it. Okay. <laughs> and I demand an extra half point if I actually get it right. <laughs> Corey seems like he knew it. The rest of the room has yet to write down an answer. Corey, you know this? I think so. Okay. I practice it all the time. This three word movement, which encourages people to be mindful of their impact on nature, became yeah, a conservation organization <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> Giannis is stumped. He's trying to think of all the three-word things he knows in the world. Not in the world, just ones that, uh, oh, okay. you know. The Lampian Eagle. <laughs> Conservation. Does everybody have an answer? No, I don't, <laughs> as you can see on my board. I like that Give me some board. time. Okay. What's max time on these? Yeah, is there a timer? Uh, until it becomes uninteresting. For, for, <laughs> for Romeo, you know, it's two minutes. Rummy Cube. You ever play that game? What do you call it? Romeo? Yeah, what? Romeo? Yeah, it's you can Rummy. call it Rummy Cube one. or Romeo. I thought it was just Rummy. No, no, That's a different game. Oh. <laughs> Garrett, you know this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Everybody but Yanni knows it. Uh-oh. Ooh. Anyone's game, Spencer? Yanni, it's about to become uninteresting. Yeah, unless no, you no. Like... I'll, 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 uh, I'll go no answer. Ooh. Everybody else have an answer? Ooh. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying, leave Ooh. no trace. Garrett saying, just say no. <laughs> just uh, say I believe no. that was Dare's uh, <laughs> oh, slogan yeah. instead. Corey saying, leave no trace. Alyssa, leave no trace. Seth saying, keep it public. Giannis no. without an answer. And Carl saying, leave no trace. Carl got it. Yeah. <laughs> the answer the is board. leave no trace. I'm coming for you, Yanni. I don't think there's enough questions left for me to catch up to you, but... Although Leave No Good Trace job, became its own nonprofit in 1994, the concept is much older than that. The Boy Scouts of America have been teaching its principles since the 1970s, and in 1987, the U.S. Forest Service, BLM, and National Park Service developed a pamphlet titled Leave No Trace Land Ethics. Mm. So I grew up on the edge of the Boundary Waters canoe mm-hmm. area in Minnesota, and everybody who enters the Boundary Waters has to watch a video before you go in, and they really club you over the head with the whole leave no trace thing. That's real. You have to watch a video. Yeah, it's part of it. And there's like a little quiz too, but wow. nobody ever does mm. that. But but the video you have to watch. Leave And no people trace. always complain about it. They're like, I watched this video twice last year, man. And I was like, I've watched it 15 times today. 
Okay, sit down, shut up, watch it. It's good. And leave no trace. Garrett went with the uh, Just Say No, which again, I think is uh, what mm. middle school dare programs teach when yeah, it comes it to drugs. came to mind. It's yeah. the only three-word phrase I know. I like it. Question eight. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Matt Dunaway. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What are the two colors used on the side lights of boats? I feel like that's a softball that's a for Seth. Seth. Bone. What are the two colors used on the side lights of boats? Corey is stumped. More of a drift boat guy. We yeah. don't have lights. You don't have lights on those, do no. you? Meanwhile, uh, Seth has more electronics on his boat than the podcast yeah. studio. <laughs> you know this one, Seth? Yes. I don't want to. <laughs> Carl? I think I know this Boundary one. Boundary Waterman thinks he knows it. Yeah, well, yeah, the canoes didn't have lights on them, mm. but uh, I did do a sailing trip not too long ago. Giannis, have you created an answer yet? I have. Looking for the two colors used on the side lights of boats. Does everybody have an answer? Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying green and red, Garrett saying red and green, Corey saying red and yellow, Alyssa saying green and blue, Seth saying red and green, Giannis, red and green, Carl, green and red. The room did very well. It is red and green. Mm. Who are the only people that didn't get it? Spencer. I don't, it didn't I don't have know. to be in that Is order, did it? Corey and Alyssa? Red and yellow, red and yellow. Side lights <laughs> are meant to be visible to other uh, vessels that are approaching not. from the front or side. The red lights are always on the port side, and the green lights are always on the starboard side. For boats less than 39 feet long, the lights are supposed to be visible from one mile away. You know, it's very hard to remember which side is which when you are only in a boat once a year or that would you need to know that. And mm-hmm. a good way to remember which side is port is that port wine is red. Mm. Or uh, port is four letters and left is four letters. It's a good one, too. It's the other way. Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. I think it got interesting in the second half of trivia here. You know it's pretty interesting. Uh, we have four players left in the game. Those four players are Seth and Corey with four points, Hayden with five, and Whoa. Giannis Putellis with six. Whoa. I got, got a stumble, man. Shelby Index says I need one more. Reading true. Two questions left. Question nine. The topic is gear. Oh, come on. Why are we is... upset about that one, Hayden? Well, because Giannis has a wonderful podcast called Gear Talk, and <laughs> I need him to drop the ball on one, and I need to come up on one. What's that podcast about, Yanni? It's out right now by the time this <laughs> airs. Right so, Giannis, talk about it. Uh, Jordan Bond and I get together and talk about all things gear. New, old. Uh, new again? New again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything you want to know is about it, gear? Is gear. it specific to hunting gear? It is mostly hunting gear, some camping gear, some fishing gear, but whatever kind of gear Jordan and I use. Gotcha. Camping? Giannis, I'm Camping? guessing uh, that podcast is not going to help folks with this question, though. Okay. Let's Glamping see. is a combination <laughs> of what two words? Have you guys covered <laughs> glamping on the show yet? We have not. Do you think you ever will? We should. You think you should cover glamping? Yeah. That would be a, a fun funny, episode. Yeah. Who, Talk to you, a glamping expert. Do you know any folks that are, are glampers? 
No. Again, the question is glamping is a combination of what two words? A lot of very quick answers in the room. Folks are confident. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying glamorous and camping. Garrett saying glamorous camping. Corey said glamorous camping, glamorous camping, glamorous camping. Yanni, glamour camping. Carl saying glamour camping. They got it. It is glamorous and camping. If you just said glamour, I'd give it to you. Glamping refers to a form of camping that involves accommodations more luxurious than those normally associated with traditional camping. The word was added to the Oxford English Dictionary in 2016. Does a uh, one of those like rooftop tents fall into that category? No, absolutely what? not. Spencer oh. only glamps. Yeah, because I've, I <laughs> kind of think answer, it does. Spencer. Phil, we have one question left. Who is left in the game? We do. Everyone got a point, but now the only two players left in the game are Giannis, who is in first place with seven, and on his tail with six points, Hayden Samick. Mm. Question Get ten. Get the, topic happen, Hayden. the topic is, is Giannis. hunting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What famous hunting ranch in Texas has a Ford pickup named after it that's been in production since 2001? Oh, bones. What famous hunting ranch in Texas has a Ford pickup named after it that's been in production since 2001? Yanni, you know this? I believe so. Oh, that's not very fun. Seth knew it right away before (laughs) I even finished the question. Hayden, you know this? Yeah, I do. We need Yanni... To get it wrong and Hayden to get it right to go to a tiebreaker. Giannis, you could just throw it, man. Yanni, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you love tiebreakers. I do. It I do like a good tiebreaker. But he also loves winning. Yanni hunted on a ranch that borders this ranch. The Ford oh. Day. Hey, hey, hey. That's helpful. Seth, you you're going to get in trouble. Wait, no one knows what ranch you hunted on. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> does everybody have an answer? Steve would smash you in the head right now. <laughs> Steve Carl, also hunted on that ranch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying oh. Longhorn, Garrett saying King, Corey saying King, Alyssa saying King, Seth saying King, Yana wow. saying King, and Carl saying the F-150 ranch. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is the King Ranch. Oh, well, as it turns out, I didn't know. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> At 825,000 acres, the King Ranch is larger than the state of Rhode Island. Their partnership with Ford was struck up in the late 90s because the ranch needed a lot of trucks and Ford was on the lookout for a good branding opportunity. The ranch is home to about 70,000 deer, 18,000 nilgai, and 6,000 turkey. Giannis, our winner. Did you kill something on that ranch? Not on the King Ranch, but on the neighboring ranch, I did. Killed a uh, nil guy and two pigs. Mm. And mm-hmm. was it just like a game paradise over there? Uh, yes. And were you very aware that the King Ranch was next door? Yes. Good but the story. King Ranch is, it's like a county. So when you're like, the King Ranch is <laughs> More next than a door, county. it's, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I killed my first pig on that ranch, the really? same ranch that Yanni, not the King Ranch, but yeah. The, the, yeah. the one next to The story I like to tell is that we were there in February hunting uh, the Nilgai and pigs. It was after deer season. And I don't know if that plays anything to do, plays into my story, but we would be flanking, following, you know, groups of Nilgai, trying to get into position for a bow shot. And 
we'd have whitetail bucks sort of like moving the opposite direction of us through the woods, not more than, you know, 30, 40 yards away, like within bow range. And they would just sort of stop, kind of look at you. You look back at them and they'd be like, hey, see ya. I'm going that way. And you just kind of keep on moving. Like it was that kind of a game rich mm. place where the bucks are just like, hey, you just how like you doing? acknowledge each other. Yeah. And then moved they're, on. They're like, we don't, I don't, I know I don't need a spook. Yanni with an authoritative victory, eight correct answers. I think the next closest was a handful of folks that got six. What happens next is you get to choose where the $500 donation from Meat Eater goes. So what's it going to be? I'm going to go with the uh, Sportsman's Alliance this time, Spencer. What do you like about them? I like that they do the hard conservation work that I think that most of us uh, hunter conservationists uh, wish we did more of and wish we had the time to do more of. Um, like they're out there daily staying on top of the anti-hunting legislation that seems to be bombarding us these days and defending hunting, trapping, um, and especially those like fringe hunting and, and trapping uh, activities. They're working hard to keep those legal uh, so they're not so the anti hunters can't chip away at the edges. So yeah, do your do all of us a favor and go and uh, become a member of Sportsman's Alliance. At a minimum, if you're not going to support them in a monetary way, you should follow them on Instagram there you because go. they have daily updates about different bills in different states mm-hmm. uh, that all folks who like to hunt and fish and recreate in the outdoors should be aware of. Giannis sending five hundred dollars their way. Join us next time. I appreciate you guys letting me win another one. You're champ. (laughs) Thank you, Giannis. Thank you, Carl, for joining us. That's it for this game of Meat Eater Trivia. Join us next time for more of the only game show where conservation always wins. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, if you follow wildlife news at all, you're probably aware that the island of Maui has an incredible abundance of Axis deer, so much so that they're causing ecological damage. Well, Maui Nui venison is thinning out some of those Axis deer herds and delivering venison sticks and fresh cuts to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order.